keto cheesecake. Delicious, delicious. To me, I mean, other folk think it's gross, but to me, it is the business. And during Thanksgiving, they had, boy, they had chocolate cake, homemade chocolate cake, and they had homemade uh, pistachio cake. My wife made that too, and uh, Chris brought over a homemade uh, pound cake, and they had all that stuff. I didn't touch any of it. I didn't touch any of it because she made a keto cheesecake. And it was mine, all mine, by myself. Until the babies, until they ran out of all the other stuff, then they start digging in my cheesecake. Came in there and it was all gone. Buzzards. <laughs> Amen. All that macaroni and cheese and everything, it looks so good. I didn't touch any of that stuff. I didn't. Now, I'm not saying it to brag. What I'm saying is, see, my, my soul has had, has had to shift. Because I... I love food. <laughs> you can't tell. I love food. I long-term relationship with food. Not long distance, long-term. We really close. <laughs> and uh, no, I just thought, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna be be no diabetes patient, and not gonna be no no. Uh, high blood pressure patient, I'm not going to be no, you know, all that kind of stuff. No, I'm not going to do that. No, I, you changed it, right, Oscar? Helped you, didn't it? I got on him. He got it right. Get on the rest of y'all. We're getting it right. Amen? And when it comes to your money, you got to get it right, man. The fool spends it all. So don't spend it all. Amen? Amen? We tithe. We sow. Glory to God. And then whatever God tells us to do, we do. We do. Amen? Glory to God. I was more than happy when she said she needs 100. And what she said? 175 dollars, whatever. All right. 85, whatever it was. I had it because that's what it's for. My little stash, that's what it's for. But I couldn't do that if I was, I was always buying me shoes. If I was always me trying to have, baby, let's go have another experience. We're going to go over this week and we're going to have another experience. Y'all, millennials, get all these stupid experiences and you're broke. Oh, you got debt. Experience paying that debt off. Experience that, then let's talk. See, but then see if somebody has a need, oh, oh, well, I'm trying to, you know, you got lint coming out your pocket. Y'all are right, crowd. See, Sunday I couldn't do this. I can do this on Wednesday because y'all are serious people on Wednesday. All right, now open your Bible. Let's get in this real quick. I'm already past time. First Corinthians 12. Let's jump into it. 1 Corinthians 12 and um, uh, verse 4. Y'all got it? There are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it's the same God who works all in all. Verse 7. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. 
all. For the one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. All right? So we're tonight on verse 10. Verse 10 talks about prophecy, divers or different kinds of tongues, and interpretation of tongues. Those three are the ones I want to deal with. So this is the, the divine nine, part five. We're talking tonight on proclamation gifts, proclamation gifts. Thank you, Lord, tonight for the word. We receive it with thanksgiving because it's, Lord, we know it's able to save our souls. Your word comes. We, we thank you for the meekness that you've given us to receive this word, God. We don't, we don't, Lord, resist your word. We receive your word tonight, Lord, knowing that it'll change our lives. So have your way in us, God, speak. We want your agenda to become our agenda. So we yield to your word. We yield to your spirit. Have your way tonight, we pray in Jesus' name. So be it. Amen. 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 All right. <clears throat> Okay, so we all have a gift. Everybody say, I have a gift. I have a gift. Okay, I don't, I've used up some of my time trying to teach on finances and health, so let me, let me uh, squirt through some of this here. All right, so we all have gifts. In fact, the Bible talks about Ephesians 4, uh, how Jesus Christ, uh, he uh, descended, then he ascended, and then he gave gifts to men. But not only did he give gifts to apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, but he also has given us all these ministry gifts, you read in Romans 12, but also all these spiritual gifts we're calling the divine nine here at 1 Corinthians chapter 12. You got it? This is valuable, okay? Now, so all of us have a part to play in uh, getting this done. Um, you know, <clears throat> when you get this, what I'm telling you, what we're teaching, then you will prepare for service as much as I do. See, I know when you get it, when you prepare for service, just like I prepare for service. See, in other words, when you, when you, you know, you're getting ready for church, I'm going to church. When you start, when you shift your whole mindset and you go into consecration too. My wife didn't remark about how, you know, generally I'm, I'm quiet. I mean, I, I shut down on everything. I don't say nothing. Why? Because I'm listening to God. I'm listening to God. Okay, what, what, are we do, what are we saying and what are we doing tonight? What are we saying? What are we doing today? I pull away. They'll tell you. I, I pull away. I don't, I, you know, because, hey, I'm, I'm shifting into that mode because I have to go minister. And you'll know you got it when you do the same thing. Well, no, I'm just coming to sit. You ain't, rea you ain't got it yet. I'm just, I'm just going to come in. Pastor got a word for us tonight. You ain't got it yet. You'll know you got it. How's your mother-in-law? She doing she all right? She passed on. Was she born again? Good. Praise the Lord for that. Good for her. Good for her. Amen. Amen. And she hasn't is. She still exists. Um, so you'll know you have it when you prepare for service just like I prepare for service. Amen? Because all of us are needful. 
uh, Ephesians 4, I've been, I gave you the scripture 4, 6, every joint supplies. Every part does its share. Every joint supplies. Every part does its share. Amen? So more than just the praise team getting ready, more than just the pastor getting ready, it's everybody coming and give everybody getting ready. You got it? Now, so we've been talking about the manifestation of the Spirit, 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 4, verse, uh, verse 7 rather. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. That manifestation we taught about really means talking about an endowment. Okay? Now, these divinely conferred gifts, these divinely conferred powers or talents, we call them gifts. And what's the entry, entryway into the spiritual gifts? Tongues. Praying in tongues. Okay, we're going to get into that tonight. This is, this is the last section of this tonight, okay? All right, now, we went over first the revelation gifts. Three revelation gifts. They are the word of wisdom, come on, word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. Now, I didn't teach much on discerning of spirits. Uh, I'll show you this tonight, discerning of spirits. Uh, in fact, let me go, go to the next one, then I'll talk about this here. So we had the word of, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirits, okay? Then demonstration gifts, we had faith, gifts of healings, and working of miracles. Okay, we just dealt with that, working of miracles on Sunday. Right? Okay, now, let me just say this, say this and I'll come back. This, the discerning of spirits, we, which we didn't talk much about, but we, we alluded to it, I, I would call it a bridge gift uh, between the revelation gifts and the, dem the demonstration gifts because... Most times when the discerning of spirits happens, it's followed by the working of miracles. For example, in Acts 16, uh, Apostle Paul and uh, Silas, they're going through the city, and I believe it's Ephesus they're going through, and this girl starts following behind them every day, hollering out, you, these men, they are the men of God, so forth. These men, they're the men of God. Oh, they are the men of God. And she's speaking truth. Were they the men of God? Absolutely were the men of God. Problem was, she was not speaking that by divine inspiration. She's speaking that by a demonic inspiration. So to the common person, they might have thought, well, praise God. Praise God. She is she all right. But the Bible says that, that, that uh, Paul, he grew greatly annoyed. And after, after a few, few days, turned around and, and cast that devil out of her. See, he discerned that spirit, that that was not a divine spirit, but a demonic spirit. And after he discerned that spirit, he followed that discernment of spirits up with working of miracles, casting that demon out of her. Got it? All right, so you'll see that kind of thing take place uh, many times. All right, now, so the demonstration gifts, again, faith, gifts of healings, and working of miracles. Remember we dealt with gifts of healings. I just want to share this testimony real quick. I heard, remember with uh, gifts of healings, that was last Wednesday. And uh, I shared at the end when Paul talked about, you know, no longer drink just a little, just no longer drink only water, but drink a little uh, grape juice for your uh, stomach's sake and for your off infirmities, for your frequent infirmities. And I taught, gave you these 10 things, 10 benefits of drinking grape juice. Well, we had a, a, some people who were watching us online that night and uh, testified, watching online, they grabbed that word. They grabbed that word right there. This, in other words, this is not, not just medical advice. This is a word from the Lord. They grabbed that word. Mother and daughter both testified how they were both, how both, they, they began that right away. 
the mother has had been dealing with diverticulitis, I think is the name of that, is the, is the condition, diverticulitis, which causes all kind of stomach issues, began right away drinking the grape juice every day and has not experienced any of the symptoms of that diverticulitis since then. That's wonderful. The daughter had been experiencing uh, serious issues and problems when it came to uh, menstruation. I mean, would just get sick and all, just everything, just, oh, whatever. And since last week, went cycle, you know, grandma came to town, all that kind of how y'all say it, all that stuff. But drinking grape juice, Aunt Flo, all his names I heard people call. Drinking the grape juice, no issues whatsoever. Okay? Now, if you weren't here, go back over that message and get it. And uh, that was last Wednesday night, Gifts of Healings, 10 Benefits of Drinking Grape Juice Every Day. In my family, we just finished our first bottle since then. Polish it off. Praise the Lord. Amen. Just a little. Yeah, I think somebody drinking more than their share. Because <laughs> you bought a big old bottle of that stuff, man. Amen. All right, now. So we dealt with on Sunday the working of miracles. 1 Corinthians 12, 10, the working of miracles. In, in the Passion Translation, it says to another, the power to work miracles. So we talked about how that word miracles is actually the Greek word dunamis, which is power. So what this really is is miracle working power. So when the gifts of, of when the working of miracles comes on you, it's God working that power that's already on the inside of you. Because the Bible says in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost comes upon you. So you are to have this power on the inside of you. In Luke 24, before Jesus leaves, he tells the disciples, go and wait in Jerusalem until you be endued or endowed with power from on high. So you are to have that power. So when the working of miracles operates, it's God working or operating that power that's already on the inside of you. So if you're born again, Holy Ghost filled, you are, you are already available to God for him to work miracles through you. So we don't look at the Bible anymore and just say, well, look what Jesus did and look what Paul did and look what Peter did. That's great. But I want you to see that greater works than these shall you do because Jesus Christ went to the Father. Right? And that means that nobody in this place is, is um, if you're Holy Ghost filled, is um, excluded from God being able to work through you. How'd that little girl, that little student turn out? Yeah. Yeah. Praise God. Praise God. Let me explain. Let me explain what was happening because y'all like what are you talking about. When we went went over, that was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday uh, we went over, Brother Kirkland and I and my daughter. We went over to um, this the preschool where where several of our members here work, and it was previewing it for Saturday. Y'all know we had to men, move to men's breakfast because we got too many people. We were we were we were expecting seventy five. We got a hundred and six. Is that right? Hundred and five. 107, we were planning for 75, so we got 107. Thank you, Lord. I said, thank you, Lord. I said to staff me, when they would give me a number, I said, praise God. I'll, I'll take 1,000 if I can get 1,000, you know, but I was planning on 75, trying to really stretch my faith for 75, 
and we got 107, so praise God. Coming Saturday, so man, we're going to have a great time. So we went over there yesterday to preview because we're gonna, we had to move it down to this uh, YMCA down here on 26th Avenue and 22nd. And as we're going, walking through, uh, Janika's giving us a tour of the building and checking it out. You know, we're like, this is nice. And so all of a sudden, um, Leadra pops her head out of one of the doors and she says, hey, Pastor. And, and she says, hey, uh, Miss, Miss Janika, uh, one of the girls has just broken out in hives all over her arms. She's irritated. You know, she's whatever, whatever. And I just turned around and said, gifts of healing. She said, that's right. And she ran back in the room. Right? Ran back in the room, prayed, laid hands on the girl, and she just testified. Here's the result. See, this power is already resident on the inside of you. The power is already resident. Y'all ain't even getting excited. This power is resident on the inside of every single one of us if we're born again and the Holy Ghost filled. See, so we don't have to have to be tripped up by any, any sickness or disease or any problem because working on miracles goes way beyond just natural, uh, beyond physical issues. Working on miracles, we already talked about casting out devils. Working on miracles, Jesus Christ did, he did all kinds of miracles. His very first one was a financial miracle. The last recorded one was a financial miracle. Remember the first one, he turned the water into wine. That's a financial miracle. Nobody got saved, nobody got healed, nobody got delivered. It was a financial miracle. His very last one that's recorded in John chapter 21, the disciples out there fishing all night, didn't catch anything. He's there on the beach. He says, hey, kids, y'all caught any meat? No, we ain't caught anything. He said, take your net, throw it on the right side of the boat. Throw it on the right side. Throw it on the right side. They brought in 153 large fish, so big, fish so big, they couldn't even bring it in. That was a financial miracle. See, so don't tell me, Pastor Kim said, don't tell me God ain't interested in your finances. The most notable miracles we read about in Jesus Christ's ministry were financial miracles. 5,000 men plus women and children out there hungry, been out there in church three days when, when they've run out of food, and Jesus says, feed them. How are we going to feed them? We don't have anything. What you got? Fit two fish and five loaves of bread. Bam, turn it into something. When the children of Israel were leave, they left Egypt on the way to promised land, every miracle they saw was financial. First of all, they came out loaded down with silver and gold. The Bible says no feeble one among them. Got out there, we don't have anything to eat. Quail, manna, water. It's financial, you understand? So miracles take place in the, in the praise God, y'all got it. All right. Now, let me, let me move on here. So we have faith, gifts of healings, and the working of miracles. All right? Now, just like we just, we just saw with, with Laedra at her job, at her job, not in church, on her job, outside of this place. See, this power is, if your Holy Ghost filled, this power is resident on the inside of you. I mean, it's with you in Publix. Is with you in, in, in International Mall, Plaza, what the, what they call International Plaza? Y'all know International Plaza is in Tampa? Huh? I'm not, they go to Dame. I've, I've been there plenty of times. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't have to go there. I don't have to, I don't have to go there. Not as long as there's UPS. I don't have to go. <laughs> click, click. Point, click, and ship. That's how it works. Praise the Lord. 
But this power is resident in you all the time. So what you just saw, I'm just going to use LaAdria again, for example. Here she is at work. At work. This This is where it needs to be seen. See, in the church, we all believe anyhow. Remember I told you that on Sunday, the working of miracles is, is most often you, you saw in the Bible, it led people to believe in the Lord. Are y'all believers in here tonight? Anybody here tonight, you're an unbeliever, you're, you're not born again? So on a Wednesday night, we're all believers. So we don't need to see a miracle to believe. We already believe. But in the world, they need to see miracles. They need to know that God is real, Jesus Christ is alive and well, and that the Holy Ghost still lives on the inside of men. So she's on her job, and she ministers on her job, and a girl receives healing. Isn't that wonderful? But what I want you to also see is that, as far as I know, Leadra is not an apostle. She's not an evangelist. She's not a prophet. She's not a pastor. She's not a teacher. As far as I know, she's not in the fivefold yet. I mean, you know, it's in her blood, but it's, it's not yet. So she, she, she's, she's, uh, she's in the helps ministry. There's like two guys I want to show you real quick, Stephen and Philip. Look at Acts 6. Look at Acts 6. Can I take my time a little bit tonight? I'm going to get you out before midnight. Don't worry about it. Nobody's going to fall out the window. Nobody's going to fall out the window tonight and die. If you do die, we got a lady or she'll take good care of you. She got you. In Acts 6, I want you, this, is, this is important, ladies and gentlemen. I'll tell you, maybe this is important. Acts 6, verse 1. Now, in those days when the number of disciples was multiplying, there arose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution. Then the twelve summoned the multitude of disciples and said, It is not desirable that we, that's the apostles, should leave the word of God and serve tables. Leave the word of God and do what? So they're about to start a table serving ministry. There's nothing spiritual, very deep, anything, it doesn't seem like a very majestic ministry. Doesn't seem, that's not the one everybody wants to sign up for. God, you know, when you put me on this planet, if you can use anything, Lord, use me. Nobody really dreams about serving tables. People certainly don't, don't go get business cards and start a website. Got a Facebook page for, you know, I'm a table server. Never seen it. Nobody got a YouTube following on how they serve tables. Nobody. Y'all follow me? I'm I'm just trying to show you that everybody's included in this here. Therefore, brethren, seek from from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. They're going to handle this business. Verse 4, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Verse 5, and the saying pleased the whole multitude. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas, a, I'm sorry, I skipped Philip. And Philip, because that's the other guy I want to get. Philip, get out of here, devil. Procurus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte from Antioch. Verse 6, whom they set before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they laid hands on him. So the apostles laid hands on them to serve tables. 
They didn't lay hands on them to go out there and be worldwide evangelists. They laid hands on them to go serve tables. So in other words, there's an anointing and a gifting for helps ministry. You're not just in some menial task because you're an usher. The anointing on your life is supposed to be the same anointing on the pastor's life. Got it? Okay. Verse 7, And the word of God spread, and the number of disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great, number, a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. Verse 8, And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. This same Stephen is in verse 5. He is a table server. But notice, he is doing great signs and wonders among the people. Why? He's full of faith and dunamis. The same power. Got it? Look at chapter 8. Chapter 8, verse 1. Now Saul was consenting to his death. This is the death of Stephen. Stephen does so many wonders that the people, they want to kill him now. And they're, they're killing him. He, they kill him. Now Saul was consenting to Stephen's death. At that time, a great persecution arose against the church, which was at Jerusalem, and they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles, so that they, from here on, in the rest of the chapter, is not about the apostles. It's about table servers and regular members of the church. Verse 2, and devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him. Verse 3, and as for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering every house and dragging off men and women, committing them to prison, busting people in the mouth. All right? <laughs> Verse 4. Verse 4. Therefore, those who were scattered went everywhere preaching. Now, we just read everyone was scattered except the apostles. So this guy's not an apostle we're going to read about here. He's a table server. Therefore, those who, who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. So Philip, the table server, was doing miracles just like Stephen, the table server. Tell your neighbor, you may be a table server. But you're an anointed table server. You're powerful. You're Holy Ghost filled. God can work wonders through you, in you, and for you. All right? So any true believer is eligible for these signs and wonders and miracles. Can I show you something here? Mark 16. Mark 16. Oh, man. Oh, man, 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 man. I'm trying not, not to dabble into what I ain't supposed to tell y'all yet. Mark 16, <clears throat> verse 14. Later he appeared to the 11 as they sat at a table. How many did he appear to? Why? Why only 11? Judas committed suicide, right? So Judas was the 12th. He committed suicide. He's gone. So the 11, he said at the table, he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. The ladies had tell, told him, hey, we saw Jesus. All right, now watch verse 15. And he said to them, the 11, now watch, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Verse 16, he who believes, believes what? Believes what you preach, the gospel you preach, and is baptized will be what? Save, but he who does not believe 
will be condemned. Now watch verse 17, because he tells them how you're going to get proof of your ministry. And these signs will follow those who believe. Believe what? Believe that gospel you preached. So he says, watch this, ladies and catch this, this is big. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let a little bit of it eke out. This, these, these are the telltale signs that you're saved. See, I think I said this Sunday, I alluded to this. If you don't have, exemplify any, any of these five signs, according to Jesus, if I understand Jesus correctly, he said, these signs, that word signs there is not, is, not, um, is not the word for signs, wonders, and miracles. This word signs here is the Greek word simeon, which means token or, or, or evidence. In other words, he said, and this is the evidence that, you, that people are believers. <laughs> First bit of evidence of you being saved is you can cast out devils. Matter of fact, not they can, they will. Oh, boy. Lord, I, I can't get in this tonight. I know. I, I don't, I don't want to push you here because I'm trying to teach you some stuff, other stuff here. But I just want you to see this. Now, you know, although Wednesday night is generally the kind of crowd can handle what. See, I mean, if I understand this correctly, help me out, some of y'all Bible scholars. Help me correct me if I'm wrong. He says, and these signs or these evidences will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. So you got to, so this is, this is one option. They will speak with new tongues. Oh man. Oh, I'll skip right past this one here. Is that is that saying what I think it says? That the evidence of salvation is speaking it with new tongues? Oh boy. See ya. All right, you y'all y'all kicking the door open here. Y'all pushing me here. See, see, the Lord, the Lord, he, he struck me like a lightning bolt on Friday about this thing. Because, see, I was thinking that, that the sign of being filled with the Holy Ghost was speaking in tongues. But according to Jesus Christ, the sign of being saved. Because he, he mentioned the Holy Ghost here. Now, it's implied that when you get saved, you're supposed to get filled with the Holy Ghost. And what the Lord told me on Friday night was, was we made this uh, like a secondary thing down the road, down the line somewhere that most people in the body of Christ have made optional. But according to Jesus Christ's standards, the evidence you're saved is speaking in tongues. All right. Well, I don't speak with tongues. Well, you cast out demons? Well, which one you do? Because one, one of the signs supposed to show up, at least, if not, really all five. 
Verse 18, they'll take up serpents. Well, you know, there are certain churches in America who they become snake-handling churches. Y'all ever seen this in, you know, some of them country churches in Kentucky and Mississippi somewhere? You know, they, they, we go grab snakes, and we're going to check to see if you're saved. Here. <laughs> well, that's, he don't mean for you to be doing that, going picking up snakes and, you know, grabbing a cobra and seeing what you, that's not what he's talking about here. It's taken up the same way Paul demonstrated in Acts 28. In Acts 28, when Paul was making a fire, he reached into a wood pile to get some wood for the fire. And when he reached in, a snake jumped on, latched on his, onto his hand, and he took it up, shook it off. That word take up literally means to remove. You look it up in the Greek. So that's just another evidence of being saved. And if they drink anything deadly, poisonous things, deadly. That word deadly, look up in the Greek, it's talking about fatal things. It will by no means hurt them. So people can't poison you and kill you. Not when you're saved. Because no weapon formed against you. Oh. They will. These are the evidences of you being saved. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Now, y'all don't, don't go taking this nowhere and running it by your cousin and your neighbor because they, you know, they, they already think I'm nuts. And they already think you nuts for listening to this nut. But I'm just telling you, if, I, if, if we read with understanding, this, this, just, this is what it says here. Okay? Um, now, so these miracles I'm talking about, they go with your salvation. That's why Leandra didn't have to be a pastor. It's part of her, salva her, of her salvation package. It's part of your salvation, your, your salvation package to go out there and lay hands on the sick and the sick recover, to cast out devils. See, the moment you got born again, you, you, you outranked devils. See, the moment you got born again, you outranked Lucifer himself. People run around scared of the, the devil. Well, that, that's a big devil. Ain't no big devil, no little devil. You ain't got to worry about no big devil or little devil. You outrank all of them. You outrank the biggest one. You outrank the highest one. You got it? So that's why you can cast devils out. They must flee from you. Y'all got this? Oh, boy. Okay, go back to 1 Corinthians here. Whew, it just got hot in here. Y'all putting that heat, boy, them staring eyes, boy. Oh, somebody got laser eyes on me. So proclamation gifts. Got a few minutes here. Let me see. Let's try to get into this as far as we can here. So proclamation or speaking gifts, there are three of them. Prophecy, different kinds of tongues, and interpretation of tongues. Prophecy, different kinds of tongues, and interpretation of tongues. Okay? <clears throat> Can I say something else about that tongues thing? Can I show you a scripture? Y'all can take it. Turn to chapter 14. 14. Because this, I know somebody, somebody, you feel a little uncomfortable now. 
I'm not sure I'm saved. No, you're saved. <laughs> you're saved. <laughs> but you have not yielded to the evidence. Which means you're not totally submitted to, to his lordship yet. He's your savior, but he's not fully your lord yet. Y'all wake up now. Are you in 14? Verse 22. Can y'all read? Therefore, tongues are for a sign. Same sign word as we read in Mark 16. Not to those who believe, but to unbelievers. So tongues are a sign and evidence, not for believers, but to unbelievers. But prophesying is not for unbelievers, but for those who believe. So prophesying is for believers. Tongues is for unbelievers. What do you mean? How can unbelievers speak in tongues? Switch it amplified. Switch it amplified, Bible. Watch this. Let me same verse amplified. Glory to God. Thus, unknown tongues are meant for a supernatural sign, not for believers, but for unbelievers on the point of believing. So the evidence that a believer, that an unbeliever is now a believer is they start speaking in tongues. See, can I challenge you? Otherwise, what's your proof? Help me out. Otherwise, when you tell people I'm saved, people say, well, how do you know you're saved? What's your proof? What other proof do you have? Well, you know, I looked at my hands, my hands look new. No, they're not. Looked at my feet, my feet did too. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. Same feet, same hands. What's your what's what's our, what's our proof? I might get a lot of trouble for this preaching this, but I'm, I'm telling this, but. I just want to challenge us because I can't say this on a Sunday. So, so what's, what's our proof outside of that? Well, my life changed. You know there are people in the world whose lives change every day? See, because you're talking when you get saved, is saved supernatural or not? Oh, y'all didn't take it. Is being saved supernatural or not? So if it's a supernatural thing, shouldn't it be a supernatural sign? It's supernatural. So there has to be a supernatural sign of being saved. Now this is, this, this, ladies and gentlemen, this challenged me because, see, I was, all, I was thinking, well, it's, that happens. This is the sign of you being filled with the Holy Ghost. Being filled with the Holy Ghost with evidence speaking in tongues. But according to what I'm reading here and what Jesus Christ just told me, this is a sign that you are a believer, period. So then that means we got a lot of folk walking around in the, in, in church, saying, yes, I'm a believer, but I've never spoken in tongues and have no supernatural evidence. Are oh, you trying to say people ain't saved? I'm not saying anything. I'm just reading the Bible. 
just reading the Bible. I'm just reading what Jesus said. Okay, John, give me John 7, verse 37. Give me John 7, verse 37. You might as well slap the devil all upside his head. John 7, verse 37. On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and do what? Drink. Verse 38. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart or belly will flow rivers of living water. Wait a minute. He said, the, the evidence that you believe in me, as the scripture says, not believe in me as your card said, and you fill out your little card, not evidence you believe in me as your little, you know, you came to the altar and put your right hand up and said that. I'm talking about the evidence you believe in me as the scripture said, he said, out of your belly, out of your heart will flow rivers of living water. What do you mean rivers of living water? Look at the next verse, verse 39. But this he spoke concerning the spirit. The living water is concerning the Holy Ghost whom those believing in him would receive. So he says, if you believe in him, as the scripture said, you will receive the Holy Ghost. And when you receive the Holy Ghost, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. He said, there's always going to be a supernatural sign or supernatural evidence of a supernatural transaction. And what has happened in the body of Christ, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to say this, I'm gonna, I got to move on. We have made being born again, we have made getting saved a natural transaction. We've made it a natural thing. Just come up, fill out a card, come out, you know, give your hand to the preacher. You know, I want to be a part of your church and all this kind of stuff. And we've made it a very natural thing with no supernatural experience. And no supernatural evidence. No supernatural manifestation. And so the church is, has become a very natural institution. But there, God is awakening the body of Christ right now. He's stirring us up to say, no, go back to the supernatural. When I, when I save somebody, you know it. And the reason why many people in the body of Christ are wishy-washy, iffy, 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 back and forth is because they probably don't believe as the scripture has said. Because there's got to be a reason why Jesus Christ would say that many will come to me in that day saying, didn't we cast out devils in your name? Didn't we heal sick in your name? Didn't we prophesy in your name? And he would say, yes, you did, but depart from me, you work of iniquity. I never knew you. I, I never, I never knew you. I, I didn't know you. I never, I never knew you. We, we never began a relationship. But Jesus Christ, I cast out devils in your name. Yeah, I wanted that devil out. I healed the sick in your name. Yeah, I wanted that person healed. But I didn't know you. I just used you. A lot of folk all hype because God using them, but they don't, he don't know them. Paul told Timothy that he said the Lord knows those who are his. He knows those who are his. Why? Because deep calls a deep. Spirit talks to spirit. So when you, get, when you really are a believer, you get filled with the Holy Spirit, and you know you are because something came up. Bloop, bloop. Yeah. 
Now, don't go beating down all your cousins and all your neighbors and all your friends because they good church members, been church members 20 years, and they say they saved. They say, hey, let them, let them be saved. Let them be, but, but you know, but, 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 but. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you to do. Pray for them that they stumble upon that scripture. That they, see, hallelujah. That's why Paul talked about those people who that they have a form, huh? Come on, a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. They deny the power thereof. <laughs> so then, if they're not, if they're not in that place, how in the world do we get into the spiritual gifts? to fight with. They fighting on just, you know. So we have an impotent church. Millions of members, but how many believers Now, I'm telling you again, if you're in this place, you say, well, Pastor, no, I know I believe in God. I know I believe, I know I received Jesus Christ, but I ain't never spoken tongues. Okay, fine. He's your Savior, but I'm talking about for him to, to, you, for him to be your, your Lord, you yield now and submit everything to him. And one of the areas you need to submit in quick, fast, and in a hurry is this supernatural marker. Y'all just had a scripture up in, in Timothy about the Lord knows those that are his. It says, the foundation of the Lord stands sure having this seal. The foundation of the Lord stands sure having this seal. The Lord knows them that are his. Let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. So there's a seal. And the Bible calls the Holy Ghost our seal. He sealed us until the day of redemption. The Bible calls him uh, the, the deposit guaranteeing our inheritance. In other words, um, uh, if, if, you, if you put down, if you go and, uh, oh, Jesus, y'all remember layaway, Christmas time layaway? And you go to, Chris, go to, go to uh, Kmart and you, you put all your toys away, put your gifts away, and you put down a, a deposit. You took that receipt, that, that deposit was proof that you have something there. So when you speak, when you get filled with the Holy Ghost, God gives you uh, tongues as your receipt. <laughs> it's your receipt. The, the deposit guaranteeing your inheritance. That you get the full redemption. You see? And I'm, uh, get, give me uh, Acts uh, 19. Acts 19, uh, verse 1. Acts 19, verse 1. And it happened when, while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus and finding some disciples. Keep going. Keep going. Follow with me. He said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Huh? What's the question? Did you receive the Holy Since you believe. Or when you believe. Give me that in the King James. King James. King James. <laughs> Same verse, verse 2. Verse 2. 
Glory to God. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? So in other words, Paul, go back to verse 1. You can put New King James back on there. In verse 1, Paul is asking him in New King James here. He's, he, he runs into Apollos and these guys. He passed through and he comes and finds the disciples. But he's, he's probably prayed with them a few times. Hey. See, because there's evidence of you being a believer. So he said, have you received the Holy Ghost? Verse 2, give me verse 2. Did you receive the Holy, Holy Spirit when you, that's a better translation, when you believed? Because that's the Acts expectation. That's the Acts model right there. That when people get saved, they also get filled with the Holy Ghost. Not 10 years later, not five years later, not five months later. Matter of fact, it, was, it really, really not even the way we do it. We go back in, this, in a little room somewhere, and we're going to pray with you if you get filled. That ain't, that ain't really the Acts model. The Acts model was you go to Acts 10, Acts 10, Cornelius' house. Peter, Peter's preaching the word to Cornelius' family, and the Bible says while he's preaching, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them, and they all began to speak with tongues. The moment they believed, they got filled with the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues because that's the Acts model. And we've gotten so far away from the Acts model because we've, we've become seeker-friendly. Even in our Pentecostal churches, we're still seeker-friendly. We don't, don't want people to take extra time, you know. We used to tarry, but now we don't, you know, you don't even have to do that. You just wait. You know, we just have, you, get, you get around to it. But that's not the Acts model. The Acts model is the moment you get saved, you get filled with the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. So Paul's listening to these disciples and nothing's happening. So he says, hey, have y'all received the Holy Ghost? Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Uh, uh, here in Acts 19, verse 2. Glory to God. So, so they said to him, we have not so much as heard whether there is the Holy Spirit. Wait a minute. Y'all believe we, we ain't heard there's a Holy Spirit? We haven't heard there, there was a Holy Spirit. So Paul, now he asked this cardinal question. Because they said we have not heard of the Holy Spirit. So watch this big question he asked them then. Verse 3. Then Paul, uh, what, okay, verse 3. And he said to them, into what then were you baptized? He said, you, you don't have the Holy Ghost. You ain't, received, you ain't heard the Holy Ghost. Well, how are you, well, how are you baptized? See, because his expectation is, if you are baptized properly into the right, uh, in, in the right baptism, it's expected. Acts 2, 38, if you are an apostolic person, Acts 2, 38, repent and be baptized for the remission of your sins and you shall receive. Y'all don't like this part. Oh, are y'all hearing this here? Now, a lot of us, we Pentecostal, we shun the, the apostolics because, you know, Jesus-only folk. We don't like the Jesus-only folk. Well, they, they still got this right. Repent and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. It's expected that when you get saved and when you get baptized, the Holy Spirit comes in you. So that's why Paul asks, hey, what's going on? People getting wet, they, we, as my dad used to say, go down a dry center, come up a wet center. <laughs> come on, 
Is this rocking anybody's world? You ain't got to put your hand up. Okay. So go back to Acts 19. Acts 19, verse 3. So he says, so he wants to know then, into what then were you baptized? So they said, into John's baptism. Oh, that's the problem. He said, you were baptized into John's baptism. Now, was John's baptism wrong? No. John's baptism wasn't, was truly a baptism unto repentance. He was baptized and preparing people for the coming of the Lord. He himself, John said, he said, verily, I baptize you with water, but there is one coming after me who will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire, whose shoes I'm not worthy to unlatch. In other words, it says there is a greater baptism than what I'm giving you. All I'm doing is just preparing the way for the one coming with the greater baptism. So when they said, we've been baptized into John's baptism, he said, oh, that's the issue. You got water baptized only. He said, oh, y'all Baptist. This is just, just read it like it is. Y'all, y'all, this is John's baptism. He was John the baptizer. Oh, y'all Baptist. Y'all not Pentecostal. I'm just putting it in my own vernacular. I'm just trying to get you to understand. But this is what he says. Oh, and the John, they said in John's baptism, verse 4. Verse 4. Now watch. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance. You read all that through John 3. He says, saints of the people, that they should should believe on him who will come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. So he introduces, hey, there's another baptism here. Now watch, verse 5. Y'all ready to this, sanctified Holy Ghost filled folk? When they heard this, they got baptized again. This time, we're not getting baptized in John's baptism. This time, baptize us in the name of the Lord Jesus. That's the model. Let me just throw this in here for all of the, all the uh, dogmatic doctrinal people. Because I was raised, you baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. And I did that. We started the church I was first doing. Everybody baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost until I got in my Bible and I read, wait a minute. Over and over and over again. The disciples baptized in the name of Jesus, and they were instructed to baptize in the name of the Lord Jesus. Because that name, the Bible says, all the family in heaven and earth is named by that name. So when you baptize in the name of Jesus, you're baptizing in God's name, in the Holy Ghost's name, and Jesus' name. It's all one name. Now, that, that, you know, because, see, I got baptized in the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Now, I, I don't have to go get re-baptized. I want to be baptized in Jesus' name. I, I know. <laughs> but what I'm talking about, the point is, is not the, in this verse, is not the name, but the type of baptism. The first one was a baptism unto repentance, to believe on him who was to come. Well, now he's already come. So now I don't have to get baptized in John's baptism. I get baptized now in Jesus' baptism. Now, so what happened? They heard this, comma, they believed, 
comma, well, they don't say they believe. They had to have believed before they got baptized. So the baptism was an act of their believing. Now watch verse 6. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them and. All in the same sequence. And they spoke with tongues and prophesied. That was the supernatural sign, the supernatural token that, bam, you are a believer. Glory to God. Glory to God. The devil is lightning hot. He is hot as fish grease right now because, because it's, it's, y'all ain't just hearing this. It's on the internet. And God's going to make a lot of people hear this message tonight. Matter of fact, I declare this message going to go out all over the world. A lot of people in the body of Christ need to hear this message that you need to make sure you get filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking with, with other tongues so you have some supernatural evidence. So people come and ask you, how do you know you are born again? I speak in tongues. That's my evidence. Oh, it's, it's totally true. It's true. I just showed you verse after verse, scripture after scripture. <laughs> Woo-wee. Well, y'all use up all my time. But it's interesting that the proclamation gifts are prophecy, tongues, interpretation of tongues. But if you have never experienced this speaking with new tongues that Mark 16, 17 talked about, how are you ever going to experience the gift of unknown tongues or diverse kinds of tongues? You never will. And yet, diverse kinds of tongues accompanied by interpretation of tongues is equal to prophecy. Right? A plus B equals C. Tongues plus interpretation of tongues is equal to prophecy. That's why the Bible says that I, uh, Paul talked about, I want you to prophesy. He said, now, if you're going to speak in tongues, also make sure there's an interpreter there. If there's no interpreter, keep it to yourself. He said, he that uh, speaks in, in an unknown tongue, that's 1 Corinthians 14, right around verse or four or five there, it says he that speaks an unknown tongue is greater than, he that prophesies is greater than the one who speaks an unknown tongue unless he interprets. Mm -hmm. So why is this gift non-existent in most of the body of Christ, in the church? Well, we don't even believe in speaking in tongues just to, as a sign that you're saved. And yet, if you understand these proclamation gifts, it is God's messaging system. Yeah. Yeah. It's God's way of posting to his Facebook. This is, this is, this is, this is God's twi tweeter. What do you call it? Twitter? Twitter? I don't use it. This is God's twittering, tweeting. Am I right about it? You 
know, they, they, they depict the Holy Ghost as a dove. When the Holy, he's a, he's just a bird. Ain't Twitter a little bird? This is how God tweets. By prophecy. Tongues and interpretation of tongues. So, and the devil knows that. So he fights the church. Hey, don't even get into tongues at all. Because if you never get into tongues, then you can't get God's instant messaging. All you have is this. Oh, y'all didn't like that. I said, all you have is this. Somebody, and people say, well, that's all we need. God's done talking. He said everything going to say. It's all in this book. Use a lie. If that's the case, how do you know who to marry? He didn't tell you that. There ain't nothing here to say marry Kim. I had to hear his voice. Thank you, Eric. People act like God's not still talking. Yet, yet they'll pray to God. Oh God, oh God! But He ain't talking. But what you bothering praying for? Tell you that, but He's still talking. He tweets, prophecy, tongues, interpretation of tongues, word of knowledge, word of wisdom. He reveals, then you speak. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, he does. Man, we out of time. Let me, let me just tell you this. I, I, I'm going to teach it Sunday. But, because I'm going to teach on prophecy. I mean, think about this. The Bible spends a whole chapter, 1 Corinthians 14, Dealing with, out of all nine gifts, it deals with those three for a whole chapter by itself. Which means this must be God's main messaging system of today. For the Bible to spend, to, for God to devote a whole chapter to it. On how to properly execute tongues, interpretation of tongues and prophecy. Desire to prophesy. First Corinthians 14 verse 1. Uh, uh, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. The Bible says, uh, 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 "Don't don't forbid prophesying." It said, "It said, it said don't 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 forbid, it said don't forbid speaking in tongues." It's in there somewhere. Can I can I just read that one? Y'all can gather all your purses and all that kind of stuff. And just just I just want to read this one verse here. In 14, what verse is it, deep? I thought you just, somebody just said something. Uh, 14, 14, 39, I heard 39 from the back. 39 from the back. Therefore, brethren, desire earnestly to prophesy. That's not a suggestion, that's a command. 
desire earnestly. Everybody in here, I want you to desire earnestly. Sincerely, I want you to desire to prophesy. Lord, I desire to prophesy. I desire to prophesy. I desire to speak forth your words. I desire to speak forth your will. I desire to, to speak forth your, your purpose. I desire to speak forth your plan. I desire to speak forth your mind in the earth today. Covet. That's a strong word, D. Covet earnestly to prophesy. And then it says, and watch this for all your cousins. Do not forbid to speak with tongues. Don't forbid to speak with tongues. And yet in the church... You speak in tongues, they're going to usher you out to church. Get on out of here now. Come on now. Get the ushers. They get a little circle around you. They're going to pull you out to church. And yet the Bible says, do not forbid that. I had that verse somewhere. That, that, uh, because it's good. 39. Give me that same verse amplified. And then the living Bible. We can go home. I'm past time. So to conclude, my brother, earnestly desire and set your hearts on, on prophesying. Set your hearts on prophesying. Isn't that good? On being inspired to preach and teach and to interpret God's will and purpose. And do not forbid or hinder speaking in tongues, in unknown tongues. Don't forbid people from doing that. Give me that same, this same verse in the, the Living Bible. We can, we can stop. The Living Bible. Glory to God. So my fellow believers, my fellow believers. Sounds like a presidential speech. <laughs> my fellow believers. <laughs> my fellow Americans long to be prophets is this for everybody everybody long to be prophets believers long to be prophets so that you can preach God's message plainly and never say it is wrong to speak in tongues get on your feet Never say it's wrong to speak in tongues. So all your cousins, all your kinfolk, all your friends, all your coworkers will say that's, that's of the devil. Never say it's wrong to speak in tongues. Come on, just speak in tongues just for a minute. Come on. Come on, all you believers. Come on, believers. Stir yourself up right now just for a minute. Come on. Come on. You've been given evidence. You've been given a sign. You've been given a token. That's how you know. This is how you know. You're a believer. You didn't learn this. You didn't study this. You speak as the Holy Ghost gives you utterance. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you for our evidence tonight. Thank you for our proof. Thank you for our seal. Thank you for our sign tonight that we have the Holy Ghost, that we are believers. Oh, when the people ask us, God, we'll have an answer now. We'll have an answer. How do you know you're saved? We'll tell them we know because we speak in tongues. Thank you, Lord, for revelation on this tonight. Thank you for opening our eyes. Thank you for opening our ears. Thank you for opening our hearts. We don't resist this, God. We even thank you for those tonight in this place who've never spoken in tongues that God, that they themselves will yield and submit to this tonight, God. Thank you that they are saved. They're believers, God, but help them tonight to submit to your lordship. You need them to have this. You need every one of us to have this. You need every one of us, every one of us to have this assurance, this blessed assurance.
No more questioning and doubting ourselves. Am I saved? Am I saved? Am I saved? Am I saved? Am I? No, we know we speak in tongues. We're saved. No questioning, did we ever get saved? No, we speak in tongues. We're filled with your power. Filled with your anointing. Filled with your grace. Filled with your glory. Filled with your spirit. We have evidence tonight. We yield ourselves. We covet earnestly to prophesy. We long to be prophets. We long to speak. We don't forbid prophesying and we don't forbid speaking in tongues. It's good for us to speak in tongues. And we welcome diverse kinds of tongues. We welcome all kinds of tongues. Tongues of men and tongues of angels. Thank you, Lord, for your messaging system for the people of God. Thank you, Lord. That you still speak today. You still speak in 2018, God. You're not a dead God. You're the living God, and you're still speaking to us now. Thank you for your written word. Thank you for your logos, but we thank you for your rhema word, that you're alive and well and speaking to us today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 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 Luke 11, verse 13. Luke 11, verse 13. If you being even know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Ghost to those who ask him? How much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Ghost to those who ask him? So when you ask him, he gives you the Holy Ghost. He doesn't hold him back. He doesn't keep back from you. He gives you the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And when you get filled with the Holy Ghost, ladies and gentlemen, oh my God, you, be, you become uh, sensitive. You can tune in more clearly to the voice of God. No more wavering, no more doubt, no more questioning. You tune in to the voice of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So if you've not manifested, you just need to yield because he gives him. He gives him. So when he, when he comes knocking on your door, open the door. Well, how do I know the Holy Ghost is knocking on the door? When you start feeling something, uh, you start feeling, you start feeling something down in your belly. You start feeling something on your on your throat. And you don't don't shut the door. Don't slam the door. People do that. They they feel a tongue about to come. Some you know because I don't understand. They shut the door on it. Don't do that. That's him trying to come in. He's trying to flood you. Some people, they are open, and he'll come, and then it'll just be a little bit at first. Is that anybody here? Just a little bit at first. But the more you yield, the more you yield, the more you yield, he just begins to flow, and he begins to give you more and more utterance all the time. And before you know it, you're praying fluently. Just, just, like, just like Kirkland, when you're learning, what are you, Mandarin Chinese? What you learning? You're learning Mandarin Chinese, you learn just a few little words. When you, somebody, you're trying to learn Spanish, you learn just enough to get you to the bathroom. Just, donde es la baño? Donde es el baño? You just learn a few little words, and you don't know how to conjugate in, the, in, the, in that language. You don't know how to make full sentences. You just learn a few little words. Well, when you speak different languages, you're, you're not just speaking gibberish. You're speaking a language. 
with verbs and tenses and conjugations and idioms and so on and so forth. And you'll get more and more fluent the more you yield. The more you yield. So I want you to just yield and allow God to make you more fluent in your new, speak with new tongues, your new heavenly language. And watch what happens, how your life changes. Watch the wisdom that begins to flow in your life. Watch the answers that you've been searching for begin to flow in your life. And things you have, have struggled with for years, all of a sudden, bam, there it is. Watch the struggle. go. You know, I get people all the time, Pastor, how do I know? You know, I keep hearing voices. Is it God's voice? Is it my voice? Is it, is it the demon's voice? Get filled with the Holy Ghost. You can wipe out all that argument. I don't have that argument anymore. I'm his sheep. I know his voice. Amen. Did y'all receive that tonight? We got off track, but we got on God's track, I believe. (laughs) So we'll try to teach on this prophecy and tongues and so forth on Sunday. It's critical that we get that. Amen. Grab hands with somebody next to you. Don't resist him. Don't resist this gift. Don't resist this marker that God gives you. Amen? Amen. Because it's the entryway into supernatural operations. Amen. Well, uh, we'll be back on Sunday. Now, men, we'll see everybody on Saturday morning. We start breakfast at 9 o'clock, and we're going to go from 9 to 1. We're going to have a great time. We're expecting a lot of men and boys there. Obviously, 106, that's way more than that are, that are here in this church, so so let make sure we're not there late. Make sure we're there early. How about like 8.30? Because I think the women, some of them will be there at 7 o'clock. So make sure, men, let us, let us get there at least by, by 8.30. That way we can welcome all the guys and uh, boys who are coming to be a part and uh, make sure there's any last-minute setup we can do. Also, when we finish out, don't just run. Uh, help us just make sure we, we leave the place nice and neat for Sister Geneva so she don't get in trouble for opening the doors for us and letting us in there. Amen? Thank you, Father, again tonight. For revelation wisdom and revelation knowledge. Thank you, Father, for how you have spoken to us from heaven. And I ask, Father, that in this place and all those who are watching now, all those who will watch for years in the future until Jesus Christ comes, that this word will be a wake-up call to every heart, to everyone who calls themselves themselves a believer, that God will awaken ourselves, be awakened to this precious gift of the Holy Ghost. That God will know that God, when you come in, when you enter into us, something supernatural happens. So we thank you for it. Now as we yield, continue to move in us in a mighty way. I pray blessings upon this church, this people, that God will continue to grow in you and do supernatural things. Your word says, Father, that those who know their God shall do great exploits. So thank you that, God, we will do great exploits as we leave from this place. Continue to keep us. Bless us, Lord. Let us find our homes and our families in order. Nothing amiss. And I pray, Father, you bring us back this weekend. Bless our time on Saturday, God. Bless every man, every boy that will be a part. Bless every woman who will be working there and ministering, Lord, even to us. Lord, Holy Ghost, you minister to us on that day. 
and change the lives of men and boys throughout this city. God, we thank you that God will be blessed and we'll continue to give you all the praise and all the glory and the honor we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. We love you. We love you. We love you. Have a great night tonight.